Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Kirsten French. Kirsten is with the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes. Hey there, Kirsten. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Hi, Gary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you have a really interesting story. When I was told about you, I was like, yes, I want to talk to this lady. So let's get started by hearing a little bit about you. Yes. So I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and about seven years ago, I came out to the Pacific Northwest for a goalball tournament, which is a blind sport, through my grad program. I had done my grad program in adapted physical activity, which is a longer name for a disability sport, and really enjoyed working with the blind community and blind sports organizations out in that area. And that's what I was really looking to do as I finished with my grad program. At this time, I was sighted and didn't know that I had a visual impairment at that time. So I came out here just for this tournament, had never been to the area, and fell in love with it. And the organization that I work for, the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes, was putting on the tournament, which is where I heard about my job that I currently have. I applied for it and came out here. After I'd been here about here, out here for about five years, I started to lose my vision. I lost my vision really quickly, having not known that even though I worked in the blind sports or blind sports world, that I was going to lose my vision, which was really fortuitous because I was able to get access to services and really jump into this community and know what was possible much faster than a lot of other people who experienced that sudden vision loss. So now I'm in a position where not only is this a world that I work in, but this is a community that I'm a part of and was able to really have those worlds, that personal and professional world collide in some very unique ways. How was that transition for you from being a sighted person to an unsighted person? Yes. So it was an interesting transition and it looks different for different, different people. But for me, it happened very quickly that one day I was just noticing a little bit of blurriness on one side and was just missing some things while I was biking to then about six months later, having no usable vision by that point. And it was really quick. And a lot of times, this is something that the athletes that I work with share a lot about where they We'll talk about people say, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And while I knew that that was true, that, that that's a, something that people hear a lot, 
all of a sudden that that was something that I was experiencing, that every time I went to a doctor's appointment, there are, I would hear a lot of, this is, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. Sorry, you lost your job. And I was like, wait a second, that isn't true. I can do things differently. But because I had people that I had worked with and really looked up to, I knew that what the world's saying is, is, isn't possible, that it actually is possible. And that I was able to make that transition while still hard and still very emotional. That transition was able to be much smoother and much quicker because there were people that I looked up to and I knew that the independence that they had and the what things that they do and what they know are possible, I know that those things are possible and that I can jump into that much quicker and I can look to them as mentors. One of the quotes that was sent to me that you had said was uh, you went from seeing and feeling seen to Mm -hmm. not being able to see and feeling unseen. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's so interesting. And that that was something that, again, a lot of athletes I've worked with talked about of that this was that it's you can very, very much feel not part of the world, part of the community and people can overlook you. And because I lost my vision so quickly, it was a night and day difference that there would be times that people would overlook me when I'm working at camp and, and I run our camp programs and I'm the director of our camp programs. And with that, all of a sudden I went from one year, someone would be like, oh, that's our camp directors over there. And instantly they would come to me and know, oh yeah, that's that person. But as soon as I took out my cane, it would, they would go to everybody else. Oh, are you must be the camp director. And the person would be like, no, it's, it's this person over there. It's the one, woman who's with the cane. They would go to someone else. Oh, are you the camp director? And the, nope. And then our staff would point back to me and back to me. And they would go really to just see that of, of being overlooked in every area of life, overlooked in public transportation and in small ways and big ways. And for that to happen so quickly was was really shocking and really startling and something that I didn't really didn't expect was going to be so impactful of it wasn't that I was choosing when I wanted to be seen and not seen that it was I was just always not seen and that was a really hard transition particularly we're talking today with Kirsten French with the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes Kirsten tell me more about the uh, the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes yes so the Northwest, at the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes, our mission is to provide life-changing opportunities through sports and physical activity for individuals who are blind or visually impaired. And we do this through a variety of different sports and opportunities for individuals of all different levels and abilities and ages from birth all the way through the lifespan. Whether it's someone who is recently lost their vision and wants to get back outside, someone who wants to be competing and working towards a Paralympic level to youth. And we work in the classrooms. We work with sports teams. We do ongoing programs with athletes of all ages throughout the year. We currently do in-person programming in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Montana, and virtual programs that are available internationally. And through each of our programs, we use sports and physical activity as that catalyst to provide greater independence and quality of life and a sense of community that athletes really benefit from and enjoy. 
And the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes started right here, right? Vancouver, Washington, is that correct? Yes, this is, we officially had our 16th anniversary this past May, and it was started in 2007 in Vancouver, Washington. So right in our own backyard, that's fantastic. Yes. Very proud of that, right? Yes. And you're the camp director, is that correct? So tell me about that. Yes, so I'm the programs manager of our Camp Spark and Sports Adaptations programs. As part of our camp programs, of which I direct all of our camp programs, we have seven sessions of camp throughout the year for campers ages 8 to 21 of all ability levels. Some sessions of camp are for campers who are at a transition age, so 16 to 21, where we're working on different sports and physical activity and teaching different life skills through the lens of sports and physical activity. Others are our typical summer programs, which are just right around the corner. And we have two sessions for campers ages 8 to 15 that are very typical camp experience with a variety of different sports, all made accessible to athletes with visual impairments, and as well as doing a variety of different life skills through sports and physical activity. We have one session this summer that is for campers who have a visual impairment as well as a secondary impairment. So it's our campers with complex needs. And this, for many of these campers, this is their only opportunity to come to camp and to have something that is accessible to them and is accessible to these families who a lot of times have been turned down by other camps because of their campers' specific needs. Our campers also have the opportunity to be mentored by staff with visual impairments to be able to see themselves not just as the youth that they currently are, but as the adult that they will be. And being able to see how, what jobs are available to them. And it really is everything that they might be able to see themselves as someone who's competing at a Paralympic level. One of our sessions of camp is specific to athletes who are wanting to compete at that Paralympic level. It's a high-performance training camp for campers who are interested in blind soccer and goalball, where they're learning directly from Paralympic athletes in those sports. and Or they want to see themselves as a camp director or as someone who works in technology or anything at all, a teacher, anything at all, but to be able to see, yes, this is possible, and to be able to learn from those mentors in the same way that I was able to learn from these mentors, many of whom are our camp staff. And our campers are able to learn from one another and from all of the staff that come to camp. That mentorship must be extremely important, right? It is huge. And mentorship is something that is so needed in the blind community. As someone, what I found when I was sighted that it was much more, there were so many more mentors that you had as someone who was sighted, someone whose life experiences look similar to you. But as soon as I lost my vision, that was something that I knew that that mentorship was incredibly important because to see someone who experiences life in the way that I experience it, who maybe experiences challenges that I do, whether it's how does public transportation play into your workday? How do technology things you're working through? How do just different things that whether they are an external or an internal barrier? Is it something that's more overt or is it something that's more covert of those barriers to be able to have a mentor that experiences those as well, who experiences the world like you makes a huge difference in your personal and professional life. 
And these camp opportunities are a pivotal way to do this. What kind of changes have you seen in some of these youth that you've uh, been helping out in camp and mentoring? Yeah, it was really exciting this past April. At the end of April, we had our high-performance camp for our campers who wanted to do soccer and goalball. And as campers came to camp, so these campers were ages 10 to 21, and many of whom I've been working with the entire time I have been here, some of whom I knew when they were in kindergarten or younger at track meets and just little experiences to just start getting into sports. And over the years, I have seen a huge change of the campers participating in their after school sports. That at this session, almost all of the campers were doing one of their community sports or their or their school sports, many of whom had just finished up their swim season or or their wrestling season. And almost all of them were on their school track team, whether they were doing field events, sprinting, distance, anything at all. This is something that we've been working with these campers for years at camp of track is a, is a great sport. It's something that's so easily accessible. Swimming is, any sport is, compete on your school team. We, and part as part of my job, I work with the schools to help make those adaptations necessary to compete in the sports and talking about what does that competition look like and what do, what, what adaptations are allowed within the interscholastic sports rules. So to be able to see that growth from a couple campers a year are doing this to almost all the campers are doing this at different levels has been huge. And to be able to see that this is something that then they're talking about, I want to do this at in college. I am doing this for a national team. I'm doing this at this level. Uh, to see that growth has been huge in each of these campers. That is such a great story. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. That's really um, it's so important. Ath- athletics are so important for everyone, right? Especially, yes. especially when you're coming up in school. It's a way yes. to get involved with the, with the team and, and camaraderie and all of that stuff. Yes. It's so interesting of how much sports and physical activity, the impact that it has goes beyond that physical impact. It's easy to think about how the impact of competing in sports is good for your health or it's good for physical activity. But it goes so far beyond that because of the life skills that each of us learn as being part of a team and in competing in sports, whether at a very recreational level or very competitive level, we're all learning so many life skills that are directly applied to a workplace, to our personal relationships, professional relationships, all areas of life that are tied directly back to those sports. And youth with visual impairments should have those same access as their sighted peers. And that's something that it's wonderful to be able to help make that possible. We're talking today with Kirsten French with the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes. Tell us about some more of the programs that you guys offer. Yes, We offer a huge variety of sports throughout the year, including tandem biking, track and field, judo, hiking. That's big in this time of year. We'll be starting water sports soon. Goalball, blind soccer, snowshoeing, downhill skiing, snowboarding. We are also doing some of our first 
triathlons this year, which is exciting and something that a lot of athletes, including myself, are really looking forward to. During the pandemic, we also started our virtual programs where we offer fully audio described workouts seven times a week. And during those, we do yoga, Pilates, stretching, cardio, circuit workouts, whole variety that are fully audio described and allow athletes, especially those who are maybe in an area where they don't have as many as much access to services, whether that's because of public transportation or anything else or the community that they live in, to be able to access a virtual workout in the same way that their sighted peers access this, but it's something that's fully accessible and also helps to build our community and build that build that community with within athletes. In our virtual programs, it's been exciting because we've seen an impact and growth internationally that we have an athlete in South Africa who regularly participates. He does their late night works workouts for him. And but he's really dedicated. It's been really cool to see how that growth has happened throughout the year. We do swimming. That's a big one. And we also do a lot of professional development and training opportunities for teachers to be able to make sure that they have the professional development and information available to get students with visual impairments fully included in their PE classrooms and in their after-school sports, as well as our equipment lending to make sure that everybody has what they need to make that education fully accessible. Kristen, you're also involved uh, with another local nonprofit that we're very proud of around here in the Portland metro area, Guide Dogs for the Blind. So tell me about your involvement with Guide Dogs for the Blind. Yes, my involvement started out in the same way as my involvement with the blind community started out with in a professional aspect. We started working with through camp of having some of their staff come and share a little bit about the guide dog lifestyle with our campers. I had worked with a lot of athletes who had dogs from Guide Dogs for the Blind. And it was something that I knew, always had known about in my work of through those athletes, through being able to see the high quality of the dogs that are trained through them and being able to work with some staff in that professional realm. Uh, so that when all of a sudden I lost my vision, I knew I had always known I'd always had loved dogs, loved animals, and had also always seen the high level of independence that athletes who were a guide dog user had. And that was something that I was like, if someday, if I ever happen to lose my vision, that's, I know that that's something that that's something that I would want to work towards. And that was something that was just kind of in the back of my mind in a way that a lot of other things always are for, for us. So when I lost my vision, it was, it was knowing, yes, that is something that I want to work towards. But all of a sudden my involvement went with them went very much in a personal and professional realm. And it's been really interesting to see over the past year and a half to see how both of those areas have grown in involvement with them across the board. And you have your own companion, is that correct? Yes, I have a little yellow 
lab named Knightley, who is the wiggliest, cuddliest, <laughs> sweetest, and smartest dog ever. I am definitely a little bit biased, but she is absolutely wonderful. How, how has uh, having Knightley impacted your life? She has made my independence grow so much and really opened up the world opened the world back up to me in a way that it closed very quickly after losing my vision where as I had mentioned where when I lost my vision all of a sudden it was I, I wasn't seen anymore and it was and it also then became easy for me to disengage with the world a lot of yep I can travel I can do everything I can be independent but I can also be not connected with the world and I can let go of a lot of things that I love doing and, and that mean a lot to me. But when, when getting nightly and as soon as we were paired together, all of a sudden those things opened back up that there's someone that I'm always connected to when we're walking, that it is someone nightly who I am out with. And now that I'm more connected, but now I feel more connected with the world. All of a sudden we go from places where, I can be completely inconspicuous. I can be not seen. But all of a sudden, she is definitely the most seen thing out there when we are walking around and people notice us. Sometimes that's that has some hard points, but a lot of times, overwhelmingly so, it has some really good points. Of we're able to connect with people more. We go to when we go to conferences, she she breaks that ice where. The conversation might start around having a guide dog, but then it moves into other areas and I can make connections with people that those connections that I had missed before. It also is huge in our ability to travel. I travel a lot for work and she never gets phased by any travel at all. We did a lot of traveling throughout April. I think we were home for maybe three days total in the wow. entire month and she was not phased by anything. We were doing all different forms of travel, all different forms of everything. And we were just able to go and we were able to get back to that independence and freedom of travel and movement that, had, that I'd lost so quickly. We are able to do so many different outdoors things that I can, I'm able to still be that lead guide on a hike, on a snowshoe, on anything because we're together and and that's something that that's important to my job and important to me and that and having her has has made that possible yeah so wonderful we have a a, a gal that works here at the radio station that she uh is a social socializer for guide dogs for the blind we get little puppies in all the time and it's, <laughs> it's so great to have little puppies around all the time <laughs> yes it's really great. Fun. We're down to the last couple of minutes here, Kirsten, but uh, I want you to tell us how people can get involved with the uh, Northwest Association for Blind Athletes and or Guide Dogs for the Blind. Yeah, there are a huge number of ways to get involved with the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes, whether you are someone who has a visual impairment and you want to get more involved in athletics, whether that's going for a casual hike or something more intense or more advanced through our website, nwaba.org. You can find all of the information on how to become an athlete, as well as if you're interested in volunteering or working at camp this summer. All of that information is available on 
our website, including my contact information to be able to reach out with us, including donations like Guide Dogs for the Blind Northwest Association for Blind Athletes is a nonprofit offering all of our services to everyone that we work with at no cost to participants to be able to ensure that these opportunities are not a barrier, that cost is not a barrier to accessing these services. And that's also true for guide dogs for the blind, that all of their services from getting a guide dog to follow up and the healthcare for the dog is offered at no cost to their participants, making sure that they, that, that these opportunities aren't, that cost is not a barrier. And this is something that really stands out about their programs is that follow-up. We have volunteers who will come work with us from Guide Dogs for the Blind, and they are also always, they're willing to answer any questions, willing to make sure that follow-up is provided. And that's something that really stuck out in working with them, that that was something that's true in our organization. And I so value that that's how true that is with guide dogs for the blind. They're always looking for puppy raisers and foster families, especially in Vancouver area currently. And all of that information is available on their website. Two great nonprofits right here in our own backyard that are both really, really incredible organizations. Kirsten, thank you. Yes, thank you. We've been talking today with Kirsten French uh, with the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having us. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.